0: Hello, beloved listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of Edgeguard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. Uh, I am your host. Uh, I'm joined, as always, to talk with me uh, about games uh, is my co-host and good friend, Blake Beckett. Am I Am I beloved? You are beloved, uh, but I think the listeners need uh, needed a special shout out. You know, they're the ones who make this happen.
1: That's yeah, not after true. We, we make after this happen, we but neglected them for a week. <laughs> That's true. Thank you Sorry. for.
0: Uh, we hope you ate your fill of Thanksgiving dinner. Or if Thanksgiving's not, not your jam? Then some other food.
1: Uh, <laughs> or if I you're not you in had, America, I hope, I hope, you, hope had you had a dinner good anyway. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope you had a good, you know, a good dinner. Maybe a beer afterwards. Pretty good Thursday.
1: Maybe um, six beers. You know.
0: Well, like you said they're not in America. Although I guess maybe for some people, normal last Thursdays are a time to have six beers. I don't know. I'm not judging. Oh.
1: I feel like even in America, I can decide to have six beers on it. I might have six beers tonight just to spite you. Oh, that's impressive. I I don't even know if I had six beers on Thanksgiving Day, which is like a time you would have plausibly six oh, beers. I so. definitely had six beers worth. I have four glasses of wine. Oh, nice! And 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 or, two or three beers. Well, I was feeling pretty good on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think you're drunk. <laughs> I'm now. glad we're talking. I think you've about been this. drinking
0: now. This is why we're getting off topic. That's Uh, actually false. (laughs) Um, Today we're going to be talking about a game by the name of Ampere, uh, which is a 2D puzzle game. Uh, uh, It's a a student game. It's designed by uh, three game design students who they say they designed it in two months. So it's a pretty, I would say it's visually um, pretty uh, impressive and mechanically reasonably tight for uh, something they put together in two months. Um, it, It doesn't have very many levels, but it, I feel like there's a there's a concept here that definitely could be developed on. But the the three designers are uh Matthew Henschel, Johannes Knopp, and Laura Brosi. Uh and they are uh Laura.itch.io. I assume that's the it's the itch page just for Laura Brosi. Um
1: yeah, we we'll 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 provide uh Twitter handles, uh, you know. In the tweet on on Twitter, <laughs> where or you they can belong. follow us at cast
0: where they belong.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. All righty. Well, where do we where do we want to start with this here vi- uh, video game, Jordan?
0: Um. Well, I think maybe just a quick uh, mechanical summary. So it's basically a. Uh, 2d puzzle platformer except it's not really a platformer because you don't jump you can't um, jump this is not a platformer Jordan uh there's platforms and you move up and down so maybe you can't jump maybe it's eat, not a platform if you can't jump your words what about uh what's that game we we played where you can't go down well that's about not jumping well actually you can jump you just don't fall back down no, I think. oh yeah yeah what was that game that game was I heard what weird. It was called it was like the name was literally like the mechanic it was like like what, oh, what goes up? Ah, yes. What goes up? Good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll, we'll just call it a 2D puzzler. Um, and uh, you, you, um, you turn the lights uh, on and off and the electricity by pressing the space bar. And then your goal is to connect uh, these outlets uh, to each other um, in ways that complete the circuits necessary to move uh, platforms up and down um turn on light bulbs and then uh, turning on the light bulbs
1: opens the door so your goal is to just traverse the levels i think there's I w- th- three levels oh mm-hmm. go ahead there are more levels than that i just four wanted to four. make one di- Yeah, there were some number that's more than three clearly <laughs> uh i did want to make the distinction you're not really like completing circuits because like completing circuits has like a pretty s- specific uh, Oh yeah. meaning uh, you're gonna i'm um, actually me right now well i'm not gonna i'm actually you because i <laughs> i don't remember the specifics enough to actually explain i just know that it's, uh, it's a little bit it's like that. it's like a, a an actual real life thing whereas this game is kind of like you know a simplification and you're not like you're not like uh messing with voltages or anything like that Yeah. I sh- okay i should you're just like say you are literally plugging a things source of into electricity outlets. into where you need it to be yes um, that's yes I am, I am now pleased. <laughs>
0: You're pleased with that summary. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and yeah, so you, you know, there's some, some sort of like simple uh, problem solving that you have to do in order to do that at certain times. Like how do I make it so this door is open, but also I can get a cord through the door uh, that I'll need later. And you have to like plan, plan ahead sometimes and put your, uh, put your cords on your, on the platforms in advance so you can move them mm-hmm. up. Um, and then also, you uh, once you have the cords in, you have a little bit of um, extra flexibility with the electricity, and that you can turn on and off by just pressing the space bar. Not yeah. clear which how is, your avatar
1: is, is doing that with her listen, mind. Listen, it's fine. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things. Where at first I was like, well, this is kind of weird. There's no in-game explanation for this. And then once I got to one of the later puzzles, I was like, I'm glad I don't have to do, I don't have to like move to a specific spot to turn to on this light. Yeah. I'm glad this is incredibly convenient.
0: Yeah, uh, I actually, at first I um, I didn't understand why it existed at all. Because at the beginning, uh, before you get to the platforms, or I guess really before you get to the the door, like the one yeah. that, that closed, it's not really a door, but like the, you know, the wall thing. Um, th- there's no reason you would ever need to turn off the electricity, right? You could just turn it's it sure. on when the level starts and leave it on, and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah. I don't really see why I'm turning it on and off. But then you later realize there are times when you want you want the cord to remain plugged in, uh, but the electricity not to be going in order to yeah. to get through spots. Yes, so, so that's why that's the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's useful. But I guess uh, one thing I did I did want to say is that like. In case it's un and unclear, you're like physically running around. Well, physically in the game, obviously, digitally. I was physically. doing. I was
0: reenacting physically. I was unplugging my computer and plugging it back in. Really yeah, added a I layer must of complexity. Had a really
1: hard time playing. This <laughs> it game took me and hours kept... and hours. Also, you're gonna blue screen your computer if you keep <laughs> removing the power unexpectedly. Anyway, you 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 have to move your character around, pick up the ends of the like the plug on the end of these wires. They're basically they look like a like a standard American outlet where it's got like two prongs. Yeah. yeah. Or three two or three prongs three, I think. Uh, and then it's, it's just a big long rope basically with one of those on either end and you got to go pick them up and plug them into these like little circular uh, color. Well, kind of color coded colorful outlets on the wall. Yeah. And then uh, that's kind of how you chain electricity around. Um, and I will say I did like that. The,
0: the cords had rope physics. That was a nice touch.
1: And I they, liked they... it until the, the fit like, they also had collision and would like stop the lifts from going up and down uh if they oh, like really oh I never ran into yeah, that you didn't oh I ran into it constantly like oh. if you if you had uh, uh the cord like dangling off let's say the right side of a ledge where there's uh, a uh one yeah. of the lift things yeah, directly over. on the yeah. right then like as it, you try and go back up the the cable will like sort of bunch up in like a row and it'll like just go and stop and go back down. <laughs> it was pretty frustrating. It happened to me a lot of times. Oh man. That's yeah. okay.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Interesting. I, I, I don't know how that never happened to me, but it did. I don't so. know either. Yeah. You're just an inferior gamer, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we want an experience. Well, that's tell good me something I didn't know.
1: <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I'm always gunning for you. You <laughs> chump.
0: Well, I I was um I I guess uh, I'll just we can continue talking about the rope physics for now. But there was a moment. The only like weird thing that happened was I was still hanging on to. Um, oh yeah, one I of them. Did and this too. You can use it to like dangle <laughs> off the edge of things, uh-huh. um, which I thought was funny. I actually, when that happened, I started to wonder if that would become a mechanic at some point. Like you have to use it to uh, swing or something. Swing I that was one way they were going to iterate on this core mechanic. You know, classic. Classic two uh, D uh, puzzler style, where they you know introduce a thing and then develop it in each level. But yeah, uh, we only have a. It is. I mean, they do say on the itch page this is a prototype, so it's really yeah, like it a could kind happen. of a kind of proof of concept. So so who knows? Perhaps in some future version of this game, uh, our intrepid game designers will ask us to swing like Tarzan with a
1: uh cord. Mayhaps, um, mayhaps it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So you you were telling me beforehand
0: that uh, that you you accidentally broke the game.
1: Well, uh, I didn't I didn't break the game. Uh, I just think that there's a way to like what what the speedrunning community would call soft lock the game, <laughs> which is that basically I'm still in control of the character, but uh, there's no way I can finish. Yeah. Which is yeah. basically on what I presume is the final level. Uh, and I think based on talking to you, it, it was the final level. Yeah. So you have the whole first section where you. Uh, move the little door to get the cable down from upstairs. And then you go and you uh, power the lift that can help you get over to the sort of right part of the level. Yes. Are you following? Uh, still? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I got over to that right side. I'm trying to figure out what to do. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I need uh, one of the cables from over here because I'm not using it anymore. So I brought one over and immediately plugged it in uh so that it lifts the the lift that's all the furthest right lift all the way up uh and then i jumped from that lift down to get the other cable and you cannot get back up from the left to the right because you need to get you need to get both of the cables that you aren't using anymore in order to finish the puzzle yeah Uh, so i brought one over and instantly plugged it in. i
0: immediately when i saw there were two lifts next to each other was like ah i bet i'm gonna need all the cords so i brought them with me
1: yeah, well, uh, I figured I would need both, but I just brought them one at a time. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. Well, know, uh, whatever. You can't reset the level. So, oh, does what? it
0: does it count as some Yeah, you just hold R. What?
1: Yeah, oh my yeah. God! The, no, you, it doesn't you, count. I'm just a dumb dumb. I was <laughs> playing on a controller and I tried every button; it didn't work. So. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, uh, I was not playing on a controller, so that explains why. Yeah, it was kind of
0: frustrating uh, <laughs> the controller. So maybe the right oh move. yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think they optimize this game for controllers because no. if you if you remember at the very start, I thought this was a. Uh, Amusing, but the the like instructions is a big sort of faded instruction yeah. board on the back that says caution mm-hmm. workers and then it has little like it's <laughs> it sort of like, like, like know, in the caution style.
1: workers, pull the right trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in
0: uh <laughs> like you know, like factory safety instructions, sure. you know. Only instead it says like interact with E, reset with R, etc. Huh. Um, well I should have paid more attention. I was like, Wait, did it say pull the a- right trigger on yours? No. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that'd be interesting if it uh changed that dynamically in response no, to No, were,
1: were I to guess the only reason I was capable to play it on a gamepad was because they used Unity's built in like input system where sure. they have like universal inputs for like action or like yeah. jump and oh. uh so you can bind like things in code to those, and it'll kind of map to the automatically keyboard. Automatically
0: translate to different controllers. It, yeah,
1: it'll try to. Some t- a lot of times it fails miserably. Yeah. Uh, and the thing I've noticed like,
0: most often for the games we play on the podcast, uh-huh. uh, and maybe this doesn't fall under Unity's defaults, but the yeah. it, translating, um, viewing first person with mouse to viewing first person with right uh, joystick often uh-huh. doesn't um, doesn't translate, uh, even if everything else does. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, for, for the majority of games, uh, using unity's input, uh, like built-in inputs is a horrible idea because it's terrible. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, funny. it's really bad. <laughs> it's a, it's like weird and doesn't explain itself. Well, I guess I, I'm working on like three-year-old information about unity at this point. So maybe by now it's excellent. Uh, you know, I don't uh, know, yeah, you know, uh, but of a time it was rough and I, in all my games, I was like, I'm never using this again. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, huh. Anyway, that's been your fun. I used to make games uh, inside scoop uh, back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me more about unity. Unity is a video game engine. No, no, not like the engine of a car. Oh, Actually, <laughs>
0: uh, something actually about unity that I oh boy. find interesting is um, mm. so Brennan Keogh, uh, Australian game designer whose game we played in a previous episode, we played his little golf game from P- his Pico eight golf game for what it's called. Yeah um but he has a book. bread and keo's putting challenge i believe yes that sounds right um oh yeah cuz it follows the australian indie game designer format of your game <laughs> blank or your name yeah. blank uh-huh um, but uh he has a book coming out that he co-authored that's about um uh unity uh and how like so many people use it to design games and it's sort of like looking at the the way that the fact that everyone has a shared platform and like shared asset libraries and stuff uh, yeah. is, is like influencing the indie games that get designed. Um, and I just, it seems super interesting because we're always talking about how, you know, you play enough itch games and like you start
1: to see like, well, haven't I seen this vase before? <laughs> you know? because Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's something that's kind of remarkable about the, the place that we are in uh, games right now is that like, because of the way that unity has, taken off and become so popular and huge. It's like anybody can make a game because if you, you, Unity is free, first of all, and like not only is it free, but uh, there's so little behind their like paid tiers that like 90% of people that are just going to like make a game for fun or for a class or whatever can do it without even having like a loss of features. Uh, And also that there's just so many resources out there because it's so popular that it's like you could teach a dog to make a game with unity <laughs> with if given enough time, uh, and enough YouTube videos, uh, which is, I mean, I, I don't know. I like to think of it as, uh, like sort of the nope. democratization of, uh, being able to make games as uh, yeah. very good, because even yeah. if a lot of those games are terrible, um, it, the more people out there messing with it and trying new stuff, uh, the, the, the more development in the medium and I don't know, the more diamonds in the rough, I guess. I mean, I I feel like this podcast should be a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's a, ladies and gentlemen,
0: that's the podcast. That's in, that's in our pitch on our website. It says, you know, from diamonds in the rough to the weirdest of the weird or something like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Something like that.
0: uh, So yeah, no, totally. I totally agree with that. I think that the, uh, the sort of like expansion of access uh, can only be a good thing um so i'm i find it super exciting um uh yeah and i also just find it it's so the thing that's so cool about unity is the fact that it it's used by like every uh like it, the, the whole range of of oh, professional sure. profession and love what's the word like professionality is that a word like it, the, what, <laughs> it everything from complete indie gamer to like uh real professional game design studio uh, can use unity for some things yeah. uh, and that's that could be really cool
1: yeah it is it is kind of uh incredible that uh, you know yeah some kid can just pick it up out of nowhere and you know some professional devs can be working on the same software it's huh? crazy man i oh, mean even i technology. mean unreal is kind of similar as well uh, from like a coding standpoint and a uh, you know, unreal's got a little bit higher barrier to entry, but it's a similar thing where uh, it's mostly free as long as you're not trying to like make money or I think don't you have to make like a million dollars before that's how uh, game
0: uh, uh, maker studio did it when I tried using it. This was a couple years ago, so I don't know if it's the same, but it was like in the, the free version and the like, you know, intermediate version uh, mm-hmm. the, the number of sales you had was like a condition,
1: yeah.
0: which is interesting. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm relatively sure Unreal still works the same way, but uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I've looked at that stuff. Yeah. Huh.
0: Um, uh, so something else I wanted to talk about with this game is how much I adore the art uh yeah I, I just think it looks so good so shout out to laura brosi who's the only one credited for art here um but i just uh for a game that's so um you know for being such a prototype uh it just looks like you know <laughs> the, the, like visually it looks almost ready to like ship um yeah. so just in sheer like uh just polish it's really good but also i just like uh on a more like artistic and stylistic level i just i think there's some really interesting uh visual ideas going on here i really like the there's an almost kind of painterly style to it um Mm -hmm. and then i think it just has a great use of um of depth like the sure the like um like it shadows of like like beams and like industrial looking stuff uh i thought it looked really good and they kind of like parallax as you as you run across
1: um, yeah i would i would like to uh like kind of understand a little bit more what's supposed to be going on like sort of in narratively this world. Yeah. in this game yeah cuz like you're yeah. right the the art is pretty interesting like why is this i guess i interpreted the player character as like a little girl uh maybe or like a maybe a, she a teen young. or yeah, adolescent I was thinking, yeah like, like middle or high school aged. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my thought as well. Um, like why is this person in a factory? Why yeah. is the factory run down? Like
0: vaguely old timey. Like, yeah, like I mean, I think it's high waisted it, pants and like, I think like a it's kind of supposed to be from the, I think it's supposed to be kind of
1: old timey. I mean, yeah. like the light bulbs have kind of an old timey feel and it seems yeah. just like I'm in a, a industrial post-industrial or like industrial revolution era like factory, but it's now you know abandoned. Yeah, it's yeah. it's old enough to have been a aban- to have been abandoned but not old enough to have been like totally torn down or whatever. Um Yeah, that sounds right. I am
0: uh I could speak at length about the fact that uh like empty warehouses is like such a trope in puzzle games. It's oh, like yeah. it's like extraordinary how much uh it's like it's like deindustrialization is the ma- the master trope of of puzzle games like, like well i mean
1: so oh, if, if you if you want to like think about why that is a little bit uh i think factories are something that uh almost anybody can understand what the concept of a factory is yeah uh, it definitely has a very like uh, portable grammar to it yeah and it's also a place that it's known like there's a lot of complicated machines exactly, and mechanical yeah there's just a lot of mechanical stuff around mm-hmm. so i think it's uh probably used a lot because it's like this is a space where we can put a bunch of weird contraptions and you won't really bat an eye at it because it's a factory and yeah. there are all sorts of unknowable machines in a factory <laughs> yeah totally it's like the the
0: experience of um looking at a bunch of interconnected machine parts and not immediately understanding what they do and then like being able to master them and like you know reverse engineer them and in, in order to figure out how they work and and traverse the level is like uh a, a very like common sort of like that's where narrative and um and mechanics sort of meet in a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of puzzle games
1: yeah i mean and the th- a thing that's kind of funny i think uh that i just realized is that uh the suspension of disbelief is a lot easier because as much as like uh you know video game puzzle contraptions can feel like really manufactured and like, why is this a thing that would exist? Uh, they make as much sense to me as a, machine in a factory and how it works probably because <laughs> factories are fucking crazy man
0: yeah like the, the it sort of um you know makes use of or like aestheticizes the the feeling that we like you know anyone who's watched like how it's made has of oh, just yeah. being like what the fuck is this i mean i guess watching how it's made you know by the end but just like uh-huh. when you see all this like crazy you know machines moving back and forth and doing god knows what uh <laughs> It, it tends to to pique your interest.
1: Yeah, and like f- furthermore, when a lot of games have this sort of like run down, abandoned factory, so there's sort of this yeah. like bygone era type sentiment. Yeah, because to a certain extent, it's like, oh yeah, we uh i this is how i understand modern factories to work conveyor belts and electric whatever pneumatic this and such (laughs) uh whereas like an older timey factory is like hey man we've advanced past like ropes and pulleys and shit uh (laughs) but in for this game they work pretty well it's true they they do i'm looking at you inside i was literally just thinking of inside
0: like yeah there are A strange number of ropes and pulleys in that one. Although, Uh you know, they really lean into the, the surreal aspects of, of their world in that one. So it's a, you know, they they get you to have suspension of disbelief by being like, ah, yes, this is a fantasy land where blob people walk around. Hey,
1: no spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, if they read, if they read my blog,
0: that's already been spoiled to them.
1: Wow. (laughs) Self-promotion there. huh? (laughs) shameless, huh? (laughs) No, I feel ashamed. (laughs) <laughs> oh good. good as as it should be um I had a question for you yeah Do hit you, me. does the does the color of the outlets mean anything um uh well
0: oh I see what you're asking I uh, just because the ones that have electricity are a different color than the ones that don't
1: um well n- no well, that is the case yes that's the that's the only um <laughs> What can I say? That's the only time that I could ever tell that there were there was a reason for uh, one of the outlets to be a specific color, but there were many outlets of many colors. And oh right, because the there's like fact purple that there yeah, there's like green ones and purple ones and like yellow. And I'm like, but the yellow ones are always the electric ones. I'm pretty sure. I thought they were orange. Oh, the actually, ones. you
0: know what? I think well, yeah, that the I don't know. It's kind of yellow orange. But yeah, the, yeah I'm colorblind. The, that's right. Uh, I didn't want to. Uh, call you out. On, We've yeah. talked about it before. <laughs> we have on it's the fine. before. That's uh. true. Um, but the... So the, the orange ones that have the power, um, the purple ones, I think the ones that light up light bulbs are always purple. Um, what? Is there a different color for the ones mm. that raise and lower the walls?
1: <sighs> Maybe. I, I asked you because to me, there was no clear correlation other than the ones... The orange slash yellow ones yeah. always being the ones where power come from. Power comes from. Yeah. Uh, and to me, it was like kind of confusing because for a a puzzle game like this, I'm kind of on the lookout for things looking or behaving a specific way, or things that behave a specific way looking a specific way, because oftentimes that's how uh, puzzle designers. Uh, you will use color or sound to reinforce a uh, mechanical consistency. So like the gels in portal two, for example, it's like the blue one makes yes. you go fast. Yeah. The orange one, like, you know, each one has a specific function and its color is, you know, exactly married to that. And we never break that rule so yeah. that uh, we can kind of uh, use them in ways where you, we let the player fill in the gaps by their sort of understanding of how, the, the visual mechanical and auditory uh, uh, sort of mechanisms of that, of that thing are consistent. And so I was uh, a little bit confused whether I was supposed to be gleaning meaning from the color or if it's just to differentiate, you know, outlets that are uh, close to each other. Um, and I, I couldn't really draw any conclusions other than the orange one Makes the, I, makes the electricity if, go
0: if there is any I didn't notice it um, and it wasn't necessary to you know successfully traverse the levels so I don't think there there is anything um, uh, it, it actually there's something similar with the color of the cords themselves uh, mm. that some are like pink some are yellow or actually do they just turn yellow when they're no some of them are just yellow um, yeah so I, uh, I at one point wondered if they were different lengths, and maybe the mm. lengths wasn't would become important, and you could easily distinguish them because of their uh, mm. their colors. Uh, I think the only reason that they're different colors is just so it's easy for you to when you have c- cords that are crossing each other, it's just easier yeah. for you to see what goes where.
1: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious if some of this stuff might be remnants from uh, sort of potentially expanded um mechanics that didn't make it into the prototype because a lot of times you have to sort of uh cut things in order to make something complete before you put it out yeah and i mean they are students so
0: it could be that it's like well the the deadline is approaching
1: (laughs) yeah so we'll use these different colors to you know, make things a little simpler, and I guess they don't have any mechanical purpose. But yeah. I thought it was a little bit confusing because, like I said, in in a in a puzzle game, you're kind of looking for, or I am generally at least yeah, kind of like looking, looking for, for, for that sort of thing. Yeah, um, to to try and uh, you know figure out this or that. Trying to grok the game. I hate the word grok. Grok. How do you I feel about I the don't word know grok? What that word means. What jordan no what's you're,
0: the, the word grok that, this is
1: like a classic game design theory like old school like game design theory of like grok is when the player understands the mechanics they've grokked it
0: oh interesting no i've never heard this
1: really uh, you said it's old timey not like that old timey but it's just like it's kind of like the classic like uh which book is it it's the it's the really famous one. Um, God, what's it called? The uh, Raph Coster. Yes. That one. What oh. is it? What's the name of the book? Uh, something about fun. Um, theory uh, of fun.
0: Yes. Theory of fun. Again. Yeah. He it's
1: talks fun. about grokking all the time.
0: Oh, well I never finished that book. So
1: no, I, I don't, I didn't either. I read as much as I had to for class <laughs> and I was kind of like, I'm out, but, but I feel like in a lot of game design stuff, the, the term grok is used like constantly. Maybe I'm overestimating it, but um uh, at least game design professors like saying like our player is going to grok this I'm like I don't know grok is a dumbass word and you can just say Does it understand. mean anything
0: differently than get
1: like our player is going to Not get Not really like it's like it's it, that's kind of why I think it's stupid is it's like it's utility serve is like a
0: unique purpose No it's just yeah. like
1: oh it sounds kind of weird and <laughs> video game people love weird shit right Well it makes it sound like you're
0: you're in the know right you you know, yes. If, if it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean that that's like a I think this is like a, an actual thing in linguistics, but it's like a word that the purpose is just so that uh it is like gatekeeping basically. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be like uh, exclusionary, but it can be. Just the the sense is that the purpose is just to be like, I'm part of this particular community of people who use this word. Uh like it's more like signaling than gatekeeping, but sure, it can be gatekeeping.
1: Sure. Yeah, signaling. That's a good, that's a good term. Like, ah, I'm right. a game I, person. I've Googled, <laughs> I've Googled the word grok. Uh, grok is to understand intuitively or by empathy, according to the dictionary. Mm. And apparently it was uh, coined by American writer Robert Heinlein oh, for his really? 1961 science fiction novel, oh. Stranger in a Strange Land.
0: Oh, so it's a sci-fi thing. Oh,
1: that's interesting. I get. I that's so. I think that's oh. where it started, and then it became like the de facto yeah. term because some game designer huh. read that that's book int- and probably yeah, really totally. liked it. I'm sure and formed their whole personality around,
0: around it. around this uh, this science fiction novel. That's funny. Uh huh. Um, there you go. You learned something new. I guess the thing that it maybe says that's slightly different from just get is that it implies it being intuitive more yeah. than like just so cuz it's like if you explain it to me I might get it but if mm. if I grok it it's really like you know I just kind of dive
1: yeah. with it on. So that. why not just use the word into it or something, you yeah. know right? The, like, there are
0: still <laughs> other words yes. <laughs>
1: uh anyway that's that's there's your digression of about grok for for this episode. Uh oh well yeah
0: we'll get another one next time. Uh no. So um one other thing I just wanted to there's probably not a lot to say about this, but I just thought it was interesting is um, a lot of the they had a couple moments of just like very strange visual choices. So the uh, the like T-Rex skull hanging over the light bulb in an early yeah. level. Uh, I remember when I first saw that I was actually kind of expecting it to. Um, I thought that maybe when I turned on the electricity, it, it would, would like chomp. fall down or chomp. So I got yeah. out of the way before I did. I had the same thought. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. See, that's yeah. a that's a great example of like like expecting the mechanics to be, you know, related to the visuals.
1: But, yeah. Um, I guess is is the are we supposed to be in a museum, not a factory? Like well, I well, that know.
0: makes you wonder. That spot does. But a thing that yeah. that made me also confused about where we are is uh you can see it in the third picture on the on the page if you're there. But there's mm. these like weird, they almost look like like tubes where some sort of creature is being grown um, is what, what they look like to me, but uh they're like yellowish. Oh, tubes.
1: I see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like they almost look like uh like a vial or something.
1: Yeah. There's like, like a little embryo in there. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah I want to know wanna what, know what are, I want but... to know what's going on with this game. Like, is this just, we drew a bunch of stuff that looked kind of cool. So here it is, or is yeah, there, you know, uh,
0: intending there to be, I mean, I hope they, I hope they, they continue with it. Cause I think that the, the, the world that it evokes really promises, uh, uh, something strange. Um, yeah. thematically, I, I think what that's going for, I mean, it sort of reminds me of like, like early experiments with, um, I mean, just because I'm thinking about electricity, but like, you know, those early experiments where they learned that shocking a frog would make its leg uh, twitch, like maybe there's going to be some themes of like, you know, scientific experiments on life or something like Mm -hmm. that.
1: Yeah, we'll see. And it's also kind of
0: old timey, so.
1: You know, it's all coming together, maybe. (laughs) Or this is just speculation. (laughs) I mean, it is just speculation. Oh, man. Well, did you have any other comments?
0: Uh, no, that was it. So uh, we can uh, uh, we can um, talk about our game I guess about just to close, say uh, you should check it out. It's. I always like to uh, signal boost uh, students who are just getting started, especially when uh, they have uh, produced something promising like this. So go and play Ampere. It's free. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, then there is a link in the tweet that you saw the episode link to. Um, but next week, we will be playing a different game that is also a student game. Uh, it is by the name of Dead Sector, uh, which is another game on itch.io, uh, by, um, Artyom Franson, uh, Carly Prising, Valentin Fisher, Fabian Dice, and Nicholas Weinboker. We'll give them credits again in the episode itself. Uh, but this is, uh, it's described as a Souls-like, um, that in a dystopian future and it sort of uh visually reminds me of um, Dead Space. So interesting sort of uh a combination there. We were we were drawn to it both for uh being curious to see uh a game being built as a souls like and also because it's like crazy impressive uh visually for a student game. It's like kind of stunning. Um
1: yeah it's not even just like visually it's just that there's. it just seems like there's a lot of stuff in it yeah which we normally wouldn't expect in a game that's like made by five people and one of those yeah. people like two of those people only being credited for like sound and, sound music. and
0: music yeah actually like, now that i'm thinking about it did i
1: make it up to their students is this a no i'm pretty sure it said somewhere that their students oh, okay. um oh, where did i see that i thought i saw that somewhere I'm well, pretty
0: sure they are. Well, we'll we'll know for sure next week. Uh, but anyways, sure. we'll, we'll we'll be playing uh, we'll be playing Dead Sector. So, um, if you have any interest in the episode, or if you want to get a link to Dead Sector uh, in advance of hearing the episode, uh, you should follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, that's where we uh, give all the episodes for all the updates for the podcast, new episodes, uh, um, links to the games we play, and then also if you just have like recommendations for games for us to play uh we'd love to hear them itchio is a a a very deep well of games so we're always looking for recommendations um uh yeah so follow us at edgeguardcast and with that we will talk to you next week